Season 2, Episode 28, January the 27th, 2022. Hi, I'm Louis Lamplin. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will conclude the series on the golden chain of redemption. You remember, the golden chain has five links. Here they are. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. Those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. Those whom he justified, he also glorified. Glorified? Well, yes. It means to honor and to magnify. The Bible teaches and the Baptist Catechism affirms that those whom God, God the Father, effectually calls, he also freely, freely justifies, not by infusing righteousness into them, but by pardoning their sins and by accounting and accepting their persons as righteous, not for any wrong they have done or anything in them, but for Christ's sake alone, not inputting faith itself, the act of believing, or any other evangelical obedience to them as their righteousness, but by imputing Christ's active obedience unto the whole law and passive obedience in his death for their whole and sole righteousness by faith, which faith they have not of themselves, it is the gift of God. Everything God has for us is a gift. As in the case of the previous acts of God, his foreknowledge, his predestining, and his calling, his act of justifying, also past tensed. Here it is. Those whom he predestined, he also justified. Now this verb and related words from the same Greek root, for example, justification, occur 30 times in Romans and are consecrated, consecrated in Romans chapter 2, verse 13 through chapter 5, verse 1. But our focus is on the one word justified here in Romans chapter 8, verse 30. To expand on the above definition of justification, the legal, that is, justified or forensic term, comes from the Greek word for righteous and means to declare righteous. That's what it means, to be justified, to be declared righteous. This verdict includes, get this, pardon from the guilt and penalty of sin, and the imputation of Christ's righteousness to the believer's account, which provides for positive righteousness. Man needs to be accepted by God. So we don't need to be misled by thinking we need to accept Christ. A lot of us believe that and still do many of us, but it's not a matter of us accepting Christ. The matter of fact is, God accepted us in Christ. God accepted us in Christ. And once, of course, he accepts us in Christ, we gladly receive him as our personal Savior. 
And what makes this act of being justified all striking is this. God determined before he created the universe. Did you get that? That we will be justified, that we will be glorified, that we will become the children of God. God determined it before he created the universe. That is, that is exciting. And those whom he predestined, he also called in eternity. And those whom he called, he also justified in eternity past. And those whom he justified, he also glorified in eternity past. Saints, that was accomplished before time began. That ought to give you a great day. If you are overwhelmed by those wonderful truths, the man who recorded those words was more so. He said, Paul is speaking, all the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has known the mind of Yahweh? Or who became his counselor? Or who has first given him that it might be paid back to him again. For from him and through him and unto him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Romans chapter 11, verse 33 to 36. Again, those whom he justified, he also glorified. Notice how Paul uses the past tense to, for a future event to stress its certainty. For I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us or to us, that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Now, how does Paul conclude his teaching on the believer's security in Christ? Here it is. He does it with questions and answers for his readers who may still have some concerns. Listen carefully to his questions and his answers. What then shall we say to these things? That is, those five links in the golden chain of redemption. Since, if or since God is for us, who can be against us? That's a question. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Another question. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? Another question. God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Another question. Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather, was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation? or distress, or persecution, 
or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day. We were considered as sheep, as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we are overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 39. Folks, that's top security. That's top security. So you don't have to struggle to be saved. You don't have to struggle to stay saved. All you need to do is to trust and obey. As a matter of fact, that's the only way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. How then shall we respond to all that we have heard? I believe Psalm 118 verse 1 helps us. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, or oh, give thanks to Yahweh, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, forever. Horatio Bonner, who lived from 1808 to 1889, wrote this heartwarming hymn. Listen to this. I will do my best to recite it. Rejoice and be glad. There is Redeemer hath come. Go look to his cradle, look on his cradle, his cross, and his tomb. Sound his praises, tell the story to him who was slain. Sound his praises, tell with gladness he liveth again. Rejoice and be glad. It is sunshine at last, the clouds have departed, the shadows, the shadows rest past. Rejoice and be glad, for the blood hath been shed. Redemption is finished, the price has been paid. Rejoice and be glad, now the pardon is free, that just for the unjust hath died on the tree. Rejoice and be glad, for the lamb that was slain over death is triumphant and liveth again. Rejoice and be glad, for our king is on high. He pleaded for us on his throne in the sky. Rejoice and be glad. He cometh again. He cometh in glory. The lamb that was slain. And so we can shout. We know. For those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those whom he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. We have already determined to be glorified is to be honored 
and magnified. Well, that's it for now. I'm wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.